Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by actor and filmmaker Dustin Klingen and writer Arik Garcia. So first of all, let us know about Abaddon. You've got it right here behind you, the king of the locusts. Yes. Yes. Um, you want to start with this, Dustin? Should I? Go ahead, go ahead, Dustin. Yeah, um, okay, well, uh, we started working on this of July, well, the end of July of 2021, uh, developing the scripts. And, uh, you know, it, it started out to be like something very small and then just grew and grew and grew. And it's growing continuously, bigger and bigger every day now. Um, and it's just, it's a story that, uh, Arik wrote, um, which, you know, we've been trying to collaborate and, and trying to bring it to light to what it is now in the script wise. And now I think we're very happy with where the story is and the directional where we're going in our vision for it. And we're hoping and looking to shoot it sometime next year. Oh, very cool. Can you give us a little bit of detail, Arik, of what it's about? Okay, well, it's about a cult, a sinister, sinister cult, you know, um, how can I put it, you know, they, they do their thing, they still, it's, it's still in modern times, but they kind of get stuck in the past a little bit, but it is in, um, in here in the United States, it takes place here, um, you know, I don't really want to say much about yeah, it, but spoil it or I, 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 I'm trying to, how can I put it? If you want to compare a movie, what do you think, Dustin? A good movie to compare it with would be what? Maybe The Hills Have Eyes a little bit, I guess? I think The Hills Have Have Eyes and, um, you know how, like, I don't know if you ever seen Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. I had, like, you know how the white uh, cult family, like, in Sweden or whatever, Mm -hmm. and the whole family's involved in, you know, slaying these people or whatever. It's kind of like the cult, that kind of cult people. Um, They're just all in one little town. So that's basically what that part of it would be like. And then compared to like Hills Have Eyes. Um, yeah, I kind of like that, I would say. No, that's very, I'm very excited. I like both films a lot. And that's, a, that's an interesting uh, uh, two films to, you know, to combine in a way. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you guys have worked together before. Yes. Yes. So when, when did that start? Were you guys friends before? Or did you guys, you know, uh, get to know each other, you know, working <laughs> on something? Well, actually, uh, we met on uh, Shark House. Shark House, Anville Shark House, yeah. Yeah, we met at Shark House, and I was just there mingling with everybody, as a Dustin as well. And we met, he said he was, uh, you know, he went to film school, he was directing film, blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, I'm a writer, I've been writing, I'm working on this script, and basically from there, our friendship relationship just grew. I always tell people uh, that you know, it was a festival, right? Or was it a convention? Uh, either one. Like, um, you know, you go there and you have a good time, but it's also a good uh, place to meet other uh, filmmakers or other, you know, people to collaborate with and then, you know, and start making stuff together. Yeah, that's how it happens. That's how it happens. Yeah. And so um, is this is your first feature, though, together? Yes. Yes, it is. So... Um, obviously, besides being longer, what do you foresee the differences between making, you know, a short film and a feature? Well, you mean like as far as like as a film? I assume it's got to be more preparation. Uh, oh, you know. 
The production stage is always the longest, and the post production is probably equal. The filming it doesn't take long at all. So I think I would say pre production is just taking the longest time, and that's we're learning so much from just the pre production alone. Uh, and we haven't gotten further than that just yet, but yeah, I, I think we're having we're learning a lot. Um, we're creating a lot. We're experiencing many things we never actually experienced before and working with people that we've never worked before. Um, and it's just, it's just a wonderful process, but it is a long one. And um, we're learning a lot of the business side of it as well. Yeah. Now I noticed you've Dustin, you've done a lot of different uh, genres. Yes. Is this, would this be your first horror um, project? Feature? Yeah. Uh, her first horror feature, yes. Uh, it, as far as like short films or uh, anything I've acted in, no, I've done several before. But as far as features go, this is my first big one that I'm actually doing. Um, as far as short films, I've done more like drama and comedy and suspense thrillers. Um, I've never really did a whole big horror film before, so this is going to be really cool for me to do. Yeah. And how about yourself, Arik? Have you uh, written uh, horror stuff before? I've written a few stuff, but it, during my military career, I would do like zombies that were soldiers, or we went to a town in Iraq or Afghanistan, <laughs> and something happened, you know, or a vampire type of thing, but never at this caliber and never in actual script format. So this yeah. is actually uh, my first uh, feature film, more than I did my first feature script that I wrote, my first screenplay. Yeah. Now, are you both horror movie fans? Yes. So what are some horror movies that you inspired you to, to become a filmmaker? For me, um, you know, I like, I like classics like Psych, uh, Psycho. I like, um, I like Jason, the Jason movies, like the Freddy Cougars. Uh, I, I just really like the creature feature type movies. Like, um, uh, what's that one called? There's like the, the Bigfoot one that came out in the, like the late 70s. You know which one I'm talking about? But Bigfoot's always fun. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's it, it, just a lot of old school horror movies I like that really, and, and some new ones from the, like the 90s, but there hasn't been anything good since the 90s. Um, everything's been just uh, repetitive or nothing new, just reboots. Uh, or continuations that just uh, movies that just are turn out to be not as great as the original ones. So we want to create we wanted to create something original and different compared to uh, anything that's been done in like the last twenty years. Um, I, I mean, that's a you know new movie that's that's pretty original. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some original movies out there, but we want this one to be different than everything that's been seen out there in the last 20 years. Everything's like a vampire movie or, you know, something that's just, it's like, oh, just another vampire movie, like The Invitation, you know? We want something to be different. Like Abaddon, yeah, there's probably been three or four Abaddon movies, but not like this one. This one's totally different. It's unique, it's original, and I guarantee nobody's ever, nobody will ever see this one compared to anything else before. Um. Yeah, I like a lot of I like a lot of the eighties, nineties horror films. Uh, much better. And I, yeah, I'm a fan of the classics. You know, that's what I grew up watching. Yeah. Uh, what about Arik? Oh, me definitely. I grew up watching, you know, like all of us, Halloween. You know, mm-hmm. Jason, Freddy Krueger, 
<laughs> they live like that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I love that. Um, I even like Jeeper Creepers. Jeepers Creepers? Yeah, Jeepers uh, Creepers is good too. Uh-huh. You know, I, I love that movie. I think it was pretty original, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I just love movies. All in all, all in all, I love movies, but horror, horror is probably one of my favorite things by far. I saw Alisa Langelis is involved, who I have out on the show, and you've worked with her before. So, uh, how did that come about? How did you come about, you know, someone you work with? Uh, well, I've known Lisa since, like, I don't know, probably a good 10 years now. Um, and she's always been wanting to work with me on different projects whenever the right role comes up. So, I've already worked with her twice before on um, a YouTube series and a short film with Eric Roberts. And then, then she's went involved in this one. So yeah, I mean, she's definitely a, a horror icon from like the yeah. '80s. You know, everybody knows her from the '80s movies like Happy Birthday to Me and and things like that. Um, and she just really came interested in this one, and we figured, well, we we have a good role for you. Now, did you know she was involved when you were writing the script, Arik? So I don't know if it's like... Oh, no. When I was writing the script, actually, nobody was involved. Right. And, but truth be told, you know, I did my military career. I became a business owner. I went to college, you know. And I had one of my employees just honestly just ask me, you know, hey, boss, you did this, done that, been everywhere around the world. What are you going to do next? And I'm like, I stood quiet for a quick second. I looked at him and I said, you know what? I go, I'm going to write a script, Leon. He's like, what? I'm going to write a script. And that's exactly how it happened. And I did it for fun. Well, for like our, my, my immediate close friend, you know, some people put on YouTube. Then, of course, I went to, um, I want to go to one of one of the shark house. I want to go, you know, do a background or whatever. Small role, small role in there. And um, that's where I met Dustin. Yeah. So I made a bigger network and he just created from there. He believed in my script. And with a lot of tweaks and revisions, blah, 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 it just grew. And now we have a actual really decent cast right now. And we're not finished with this, but we do got Laura Lee Linklater. You know who she is? Richard Linklater's daughter. We yeah. got her on board. We got uh, Alan Howard, which is... Yeah, another former guest on the show. That's really interesting because I think people would know him as, you know, as a composer. Right. Yeah, exactly. And actually... He has a small part in there too. Said he personally asked me, right? He asked for. Yeah, he was there. Uh huh. At a dinner, we were having a dinner together. He's like, "Can you? Would you mind giving me a small little part in here?" Blah blah blah. blah. And I said, "For sure." I didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. And we, I quickly did it. it. Was I? It was done in two three days. Had a revised that he he loved it, and so he, he will have a it will have a small little role in there as well. That's very cool. And so uh, so he's also does he also do the music then? Oh, yeah. Yes. He's done the music. Right, the, because the, when I saw him on the cast, I thought, oh, that's interesting. He's in the movie. But I didn't realize he's also doing the music. So. Yeah, no, he's, he's a, a producer. He's a creative producer. He's a sound designer and the uh, composer. And he's also the actor. So he's got four, four different things. <laughs> very cool. And I, we, have a, we have another one coming up. Well, she's already pretty well known. But um, Sophie, um, I'll do the Marvel actress. From uh, Black Panther one and two, she's been on Venom as well, and a bunch of other. I get she has a big list, but she's been around the film industry for a while. She's also on board. We do have a a former NBA basketball player. Oh wow! 
Larry Sanders from Milwaukee Buck. Mm-hmm. Got that guy on board. And yeah, so we still, and we're still, and our cast is still growing. Oh, yeah. Growing, you know? It's a really interesting cast, the eclectic group of, uh, of individuals here. Yeah. Was there a basketball player? Uh, <laughs> a scream queen from the 80s? Yeah, it, it all works. That's interesting. So, uh, where are you guys going to film this? Because I thought Lisa was in Canada. I could be wrong. She, she is in Canada, and that's probably where she's more known for as a spring queen. As a spring queen, um, but you know, she comes here all the time because she's actually from the Santa Monica area. So she goes back and forth between Toronto and Santa Monica all the time. And we actually worked with her on a short film back in May with Eric Roberts, right, Eric? Um, but uh, and she came from Canada just to shoot that. So she yeah. kind of goes back and forth depending on it, what kind of projects she's working on if they're here. What was that like working with Eric Roberts? Super cool. <laughs> He's cool. We like him. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I, I had a lot of fun. I worked with them on on other films Bigfoot. as well. Uh-huh. We, uh, we worked with them on Amityville. Uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Well, and, and of course, Dustin's uh, film, we worked on them as well. So he's really, really, uh, really a really nice guy. I got really close to him. So I, um, I did. I had a lot of one-on-one time with him. Oh, cool! Yeah, he um, yeah, I see him pop up in a lot of stuff recently, and um, everyone always talks about you know how nice he is to work with, and uh, you know he's uh, friendly and everything. Um, but you mentioned uh, Amityville Bigfoot, and uh, what? And I saw that uh, that Dustin's an Amityville uh, Karen as a pool. <laughs> so, uh, what what do you make of the rise of these Amityville films? <laughs> I think people can never get enough of them. That's why they continue <laughs> to use the actual name, and they can put it for whatever they want. But um, I think it's a I think it's a big trend right now with Amityville's. I mean, everybody wants to make them. Um, and uh, of course, they're kind of bringing back eighty kind of slasher stuff mixed in with them. And you know, I think they're pretty good. I mean, it's a good i it's a good idea. Uh, I would knock it because it, it, as long as it doesn't compare to the original one, of course. But they could just continue doing spinoffs on them all the time they want. Yeah, all different kind of topics. Yeah, it's it's fun to see how like Amityville Karen, Amityville, Amityville, Amityville in space. I think has a great uh, post. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it, but it, it looks, it looks, I, I have fun with these, t- with the titles. There's Amityville in the Hood, which I've never seen that one. I think Dustin Ferguson actually made that one. Yeah. Like, another yeah. From the show. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a, he's a decent one too. But yeah, I, there's a lot of those Amityville movies out there. Yeah. Oh, so do you, do you know Dustin? Do you work with Dustin him? Ferguson? Yeah. I know Dustin Ferguson. Oh, very uh-huh. good. Yeah. And he's starting his own, um, like, um, production company or, or something I saw in, uh, in LA, he's trying to, anyways, and to you yeah. know, help out uh, other independent filmmakers, which is very cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Who are some of the people that's been like influential or, or helpful to you? Uh, you know, when you guys decide to start making stuff, who are some of the people like, I don't know, maybe Dustin that's been like helpful giving you advice? Uh, do you, do you want to go work or do you want me? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> Um, I, I found just different people that I know that's that's in the industry that kind of has like uh, guided me and motivated me and pushed me to to this limit already. Um, and I, th- I think with that, 
it's actually helped carry me to help like on this film particularly and 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 other stuff I'm I'm working on. I think it's just um I think every kind of uh guidance and and anything from people that have been in the industry for a long time can always help your career, it can help a film, it can help where you're going uh with what you need, um, that kind of stuff. And I think some of those people are like uh like like he mentioned, like Sophia Luco, who I known for like ten over ten years now, Lisa, I've know I known her for about ten years. People like um you know, like Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World from Dig Cabin Fever, the original one, like like a lot of different people gave me like a lot of good advice um over my, you know, career since going through college and, and all the way till now. Did you uh did you go to film school? I went to film school, yes. Because you know a lot of people I talked to uh in the independent world uh didn't. But so um how do you think that helped you? Because I you know, I talked to a lot of people who didn't go to film school and they say, you know, being on sets helped them. But um what would you for someone who wants to become a filmmaker, like what kind of advice would you give them? Would you tell them well, definitely go to it, film school? Well, film school does help because I mean, it depends on where you go to school. They teach more theory or hands-on. Um, I, I kind of de- got a little bit of both. Um, and I got to actually work on the CBS Studio Center lot. Um, I got to do a lot of projects there. I got to do a lot of different things um, when I was in film school and learn a lot of different things I never thought before that it was always just helpful to me for this day, especially working on this project. Um, it's just, it's a lot of information based and hands-on experience that you get from not just professors, but working on multiple projects, senior thesis projects, all these kind of things just kind of come in play and they prepare you for what you could do after you get out of school. What a lot of people do is either they give up one or two, they just, they just can't find work. Three, they just um, they end up getting a job and not doing what they want to really wanted to do after they got out of film school for what they went to film school for. Um, but really, it's like you almost have to have connections, networks, and just keep branding and building yourself as a filmmaker and meeting people, networking, and just growing. I mean, you got to push it, push yourself all the way. Otherwise, how far do you get very far? You got to go far as you can. And don't stop. Don't let people like tell you you're not good enough or, you know, what you're doing is wrong because, you know, you're always going to be learning something new each and every day for the rest of your life. So I saw both of you guys are also in Abaddon. Yes. So uh, we we originally wrote that for our, that was our intention when we first started writing it or when Art first started writing it. We were like, oh, we kind of wanted to party. He's like, you'd be perfect for the gas station guy. I was like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> perfect and then he wanted to play the other kind of role that he uh he wrote for himself so yeah you know um one of the questions you asked where is it going to get filmed where for at the moment we're thinking about california but it could very well go to arizona or new mexico because of the, the Ooh, setting probably yeah 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 and there's probably less uh less uh people out there than in la Oh, California. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Yeah. 100% on that. You're to get a location without people uh, bothering you. But we do have the great locations already in mind. We definitely, yeah. we definitely do. But that's well, California is a big place. I'm thinking LA, and, and you know, there's a lot of people in LA, but California spread out. So I'm sure there's places you go that are a little more uh, included. 
another question. Let's see. Um, you know, you know who influenced me a little bit growing up. I would say it was Tom Cruise. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, that's that's a good one, huh? Tom Cruise influenced me growing up, but really on hands, believe it or not, um, it wasn't even family. It was my friends, Dustin, mm-hmm. my employees. Um, Jackie Suri, she's a what do you call it? A, a producer for um, Cabin Fever. For Cabin Fever, she did. Uh, she influenced me a lot. Even Alan Harworth influenced me a lot about don't let nobody stop me from writing and doing this and that and believe in my script. Yes. So those those people, my my closest network right now, are actually the ones that have me the most impact in any of my writing. To be honest with you. And some of the writing that I actually like to do and I enjoy to do is more of um, like the, some of the shows like uh, The Horror Story or um, Twilight Zone. I grew up watching Twilight Zone, The Outer Limits, you know, Tales of, Tales of the Crypt, you know, uh, Goosebumps. So that's the type of writing that I'm trying to do now as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I enjoy it. That's actually the writing I've actually always been doing. And like I said, this the future film that I did now is actually the first time I wrote something at that caliber. But, but those are some of the shows that influenced me a lot to write. And there's not a lot of shows like that anymore, uh, like anthology uh, TV, where each episode's a standalone episode. Most shows, it's you know one large story arc. But uh, I guess you know the new uh, American Horror Stories is anthology. But for the most part, everything's one big long story arc. Where you right. can't just like. You you know you can go back and pick an episode of Twilight Zone, but you can't like watch season four, episode three of Breaking Bad if you've never watched it before. You'd be like, I don't have no idea what's going on. Yeah, which I saw you guys did, uh, or Dustin did. I'm I'm not sure if yeah you were involved too. Uh, Tales of Heebie Jeebies, which has an excellent name. Yes, thank you. I thought of that name. <laughs> yes, he did. I, yes, he did thought of that name. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the name. That's the name I thought of, and uh, I, I actually, I went, I, I read it by Dustin. I go, "Do you like it?" And he's like, "Well, I, maybe what about this?" And I, and I kind of like stuck it. I'm like, "No, yeah, no, it works because it, it makes you think of the old school shows." And then PBGBs is, uh, it, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a charming book. name, I think. It's yeah. also a book too out there. Oh, it is. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's actual book, but it's not the same as the book, you know. Yeah, so that's a that's gonna be a web series. I'm actually currently finishing up the the fifth episode right now. Oh, cool! So, uh, what are the plans for that? Is it gonna be like on YouTube or the? Or doing you know, honestly, honestly, I would love to pitch it to Netflix, yeah, and, and or to be TV, some or something, you know, streaming it. Yeah, that that's a good thing about. To, I've been told by the uh, uh, creators that series is a really good thing with all the streaming sites because they all need a lot of uh, content. Yes. And, uh, you know, a series is this more content than a film or a short film. That's true. Yeah. That's what the plan is to get it on one of those platforms and uh, see what happens with it. Yeah. Well, I'd be very excited. And is that, is that like we're talking about the anthology where each one's it's a standalone episode or is it a long, uh, long form? It's, story? it's each episode is different. Yeah. It's not the same episode. Well, I'm every, story, every episode is a different story, basically. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, I'm very interested in that. I love the idea, and I love the name. 
<laughs> yeah. I assume it's horror, uh, horror shorts. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any poster art for it yet? I know because I like the Abaddon poster. It's being made currently. All right. Well, you have to keep me informed. I'm interested. Yes. Absolutely. By the way, who did the Abaddon poster? That'd be my friend, Gaz Jackson. That's very cool. He's I like it. based out of the UK. Very nice. It's cool nowadays with the internet. Uh, you can work with people, you know, in, in England and Canada and mm -hmm. collaborate all over the world. So uh, you mentioned, you know, trying to get um, heebie-jeebies on a platform. So it's probably too early yet, but what would be the plans when Abaddon's finished? Like uh, festivals or, you know, what what would you want to do? With I, I think the major plan for that one would be to get into the uh, worldwide theaters. Yeah, it's theaters everywhere. Because, um, I mean, it would be made for theaters. Um, and then I would say the platforms and Blu-rays and DVD and 4K and that kind of thing. Um, but that we really want to be going to theaters. That's the whole idea for this. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this, though, but the script has actually won four awards currently. Oh, really? That's very yeah. cool. So we got, we won the Accolade in uh, La Jolla. We won, uh, which one else? I think we're like Paris. Hollywood Blood, uh, Hollywood Blood Horror Film Festival, which is based in LA. Um, and uh, we won uh, the, uh, what's the other one called? Uh, Thrills and Chills. Thrills and Chills. Oh, very cool. Well, yeah. congratulations on that. Yeah, thank, thank you. Yeah. And that helped get a buzz. And um, like I was recently at, at some of the festivals, you know, sometimes they do play at a festival and then get a theatrical run. So, you know, like I saw Barbarian at a, at a festival before it had the theater. Speaking of festivals, I would say once it's made, uh, whether before it gets released or in the middle of it being released, I would say maybe Toronto, Venice, um or you know some of the bigger ones like that like sundance but th that's only like big top ones that you know most of those come out theaters they go to the festivals like that mm -hmm. um i believe like the well was shown at venice and it doesn't come out theaters until december so i mean we're thinking of something like that but we're that's not going to go full blast in the festival, right so. yeah because like uh like i mentioned barbarian which is uh yeah that played at um Fright Fest in London, but you know, like that's one of the major you know horror festivals, yeah. Did the theatrical run. Um, I'll be in LA in a, in a few weeks, by the way. Nice, yeah. So I'm looking. Oh, will that. you? When are you coming down? Um, the I think I, fl I fly out the 14th, so I'll be there from the 15th to the 20th. Oh, maybe I can meet you here. Cool, <laughs> yep, I'll be there. Um, uh, I'll be staying right off Hollywood Boulevard for uh, five days or so. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Would you like easy. to see one of the trophies? What was that? No, oh, the you trophies. Like yeah. Do you have them there? Yes, I do. Uh, I'm going to have one of my guys bring the trophy. All right. You, Eric has guys that just carries his trophies around for him. Okay. Oh, very cool. Oh, that, that one's awesome with the with the hand. Yes. You can yeah, that see one's it. sweet. Uh, Go back. Go up. Yeah, I think Go kind up. of probably put it in front of you. Yeah. Th then I think you block out the thing. Yeah. Very cool. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's a Hollywood. Uh, yep. Yeah. Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood Blood Horror Film Festival. Very cool. Hopefully you let Dustin uh, see it every once like in a while. I know. It's really <laughs> 
<laughs> you're the you're the writer, so you you got the trophy. But hopefully, Dustin, you know, oh, he will. Once in a while. He will. I have no doubts. <laughs> um, he currently has plans right now with um in another the film Silver called Silver Fox, and we worked on it together. I I just all I did was help out, but uh, it's his assistant director, you know, but. He did all the work, and his uh, VP did all the work, and of course, um, Eric Roberts and Lisa, yeah. they did. They, they made it come to life as well, and it was it was a great. I learned it was a good learning experience for me there. Um, do you guys both play, enjoy uh, acting? Oh, we did. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I went to. Um, I actually believe it. Yeah, well, I actually went to acting school when I was very young. I went to um, Beverly Hills Studios when I was a kid, and my parents paid thousands of dollars in the 1990, 88, 89 for, you know, $1,000 to $3,000 back then is a lot of money during those times. And my parents paid for my schooling. I learned improv and all that card reading. And yeah, so I then I was, I had belonged to New Age Casting and Premier Casting, which I don't think they even exist anymore, but, but I had fun with it, but then I joined the military right out of high school. Yeah. And uh, Dustin, you enjoy acting? Oh, yeah. I love acting. I, I think I love directing more, but I do love acting, too. Yeah. I mean, acting was my first passion, like, uh, I would say in 2004 is when I first got started in acting. That was right before I went to film school, though. Yeah. Uh, Arik, how, how do you see your military background? Does that uh, affect your writing, do you think? Like, did you put any of that, you know, in stuff? Honestly, like honestly, I don't think it affects it at all. I think, actually, it makes me... It helps you with PTSD, if anything. Oh, you know? interesting. Yeah, you write your thoughts, right? You know, they tell you, write a diary. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, um, it's good to have an outlet, yeah, for something. Instead of just on your head. Yeah, exactly. I've written so many things. And I started getting more into writing now because now I actually have more of the time. I'm not actually being a soldier no more. I'm running around in a uniform. But more importantly... <sighs> I'm starting to forget a lot of names or even places I've been or even friendships. I remember everybody's face and conversations, but names I'm forgetting and little things like that. And so before I get any older or I might suffer another concussion, I'm trying to write people's names at places I've been and, you know, other things. So, and, and then, so I got a bunch of little stories all in. Five pages here, ten pages there, two pages, two paragraphs, you know, just a bunch of things that I've written. And, and it's basically my whole career path going to Japan, overseas, or Australia, or or even a love life girlfriend that I might have met, you know, which I did, you know. And, um, and you know, things like that, you know. But but I but I love I love writing. I think it's helped me a lot in my military career. Oh well, it's, um, I do. Uh, you guys probably don't know, but I also do a pro wrestling podcast, and I'm not comparing the two things, but uh, that comes up a lot. Um, CTE and um, and concussions and wrestling and, and mm -hmm. memory loss and things. So you you re how many concussions do you know that you have received? Five. Oh wow, that's five. a lot. Yeah, horrible. Four or five were military related. I had more, but on record, I have five. I've also had like no surgery, you know, broken finger. <laughs> I got, I got arthritis. I don't want to give you my whole, you know, medical no. record. I do got my fair amount of injuries. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that the the writing though, you know, helps. You know, like you said, get an outlet, be not only creative, but you know, helps with you personally. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, it definitely. 
you know, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of suicides, you know, yeah. well, everywhere, but in the military, definitely, there's definitely a lot of suicides. And, uh, you know, so I try to, I try to talk to every vet I run into and we automatically create a, our own bond. And especially those Vietnam vets that are left, um, we, our generation tries to cater them more just because of what they went through. As far as you see, out here in these times, I have most of most, if not everybody's support in the civilian world. Where a lot of Vietnam veterans, they didn't have any of that support. So we we cater a lot to them. We try to you know take care of them, or you know you know you know even have conversations, make them feel welcome. You know, and mm-hmm. so that's how we do things. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to Tales of Heebie of uh, of the Heebie-Jeebies. I love the title, and I'm also looking forward to Abaddon, King of the Locusts. So, where can people follow you guys to see, you know, uh, more, you know, when things are starting to come out? I said, go ahead, you can sell them all. Well, we have, do have an IMDb page for it for Tales of the Heebie-Jeebies and the Abaddon, the King of Locusts. We also have an Instagram page. Uh, for Abaddon and Kingdom Locusts. And we also have a Facebook fan page and a Twitter and a TikTok. So, uh, TikTok. I just recently got on TikTok. Oh, I oh, was too old for TikTok, but uh, I don't know. We got a lot of uh, views on there. So, yeah. I'm definitely too old. I'm still learning how to use it. Um, <laughs> I, do have, I do have a. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm no expert by any means, and I don't really watch anything anything on there, but I post some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I just created a Twitter like five days ago. All right. And so me and my, my four or five followers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I so I do get an IG. It's um Garcia underscore Aric A R I C. That is um I, I is private, but please just request me. I I follow you back and I do whatever I need to do. All right, very cool. But I'm but I am trying to get out Twitter, we do got a uh, Abaddon does have its own, uh, what do you call it, emails, but as long as there's own IG and all that, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not a big fan of Twitter and everything, but in the, in the modern age, you really have to be you have to be out there on all the social media first, if you yeah, have any type of project and want people, you know, to be interested. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. all right, well, yeah, this has been very cool, and we'll do it again sometime when uh, when the stuff's coming out. Yes, Thank absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Nice to meet both of you. Yeah, you too. Bye. 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 B